Hello and welcome to the Amar Kutub show, India's leading show for jobs and careers. If you are looking for your first job, thinking of switching jobs or seeking the best career guidance, then this is the place for you. To all our subscribers out there, thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions or advice, you can get in touch with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or you can visit our website www.amirkutub.com. Presenting Amir Kutub, CEO of the Amir Kutub Academy. Hello everyone. It's Amir Kutub here again and welcome on board to the live session. So today's session is going to be in English, but if you have any questions that you want me to answer in Hindi, just write it in the comments. So the format is pretty simple. Today we are going to answer the most common questions that are asked about a particular startup. So if you have any questions related to startup, feel free to share them in the comment section. If you want me to answer them in Hindi or in any other language that I can speak, then please feel free to add, add it over there. But generally I'll be doing this session in English. But at any stage if you want me to switch to Hindi, happy to do that as well. So the format is pretty simple. Uh I've got some questions that uh, our audience members have already sent so I'm going to address those questions but in the meanwhile feel free to send your your questions in the comment section itself. All right. So let's take the first question. Uh this question is what is the difference between a small business and a startup? It's a very nice question and uh, a lot of people uh have this misconception that startups are a form of small business but that's not true at all. So generally small businesses are defined as businesses uh for sort of who are lifestyle businesses uh, that are restricted or limited to a particular revenue or a particular size and for the small businesses to grow to a medium or large business it takes a lot of efforts and uh, uh especially a lot of time. For example, your cafes, restaurants, um uh, these uh, or any of your uh lifestyle businesses like hospitality businesses are do come in the category of small businesses these businesses are not scalable whereas what startup is startup is an initial phase of a scalable large global business so startup is not an actual business startup is a testing phase and and that's not something that i say steve blank the father of startup methodology the lean startup methodology says that the, the startup in itself is not a business a startup is a, a testing methodology or testing phase for a large business whose business model is not defined and that's another difference between a small business and a startup a small business generally works on a defined business model which means if you are opening a cafe or a restaurant or a small retail shop or a small factory then there would be someone else following the exact same business model whereas uh when we look at the startups uh if you are starting a startup the by just the definition of it a startup comes with a new idea and a new business model which means that business model has not been tested in that particular industry in that particular market so you are actually going in, into the market testing the new business model with your customers uh, uh failing the hypothesis pivoting and finding the the right and correct business model 
and that's why that's there's a huge difference between this this uh, small businesses and your startups uh, moving forward to the next question we have got some questions that are coming in the comment section as well uh, that's good uh, sharik has come on board he say hello my bro hello sharik how are you welcome uh, on board azam khan i want to start up laundry in covid in india so sharik's uh, question is about uh, a laundry startup uh, that's a great suggestion a great idea uh, so you can actually open uh, a laundry startup the way it sort of i've actually assisted some of the laundry startups over here in australia as well the way it generally works is that uh, that you uh, first of all you need to actually have a physical laundry if you do not have a physical laundry then you get in touch with uh, the laundry then you are not exactly in the laundry business but you are actually in a delivery and pickup business where you are developing an application where people could uh, order a pickup or delivery and then you have to manage that pickup of picking up of the clothes and and delivering of the clothes so you are not actually the one who is probably doing the laundry you are the one who is actually delivering delivering the the laundries and picking up the laundries and then managing that particular transaction uh sharik khan aaj bhi waise hi jab school mein tha zara bhi change nahi aaya like a cute boy thank you so much mere bhai aapki mohabbat hai uh uh thanks a lot uh we'll take the next question uh from the previous audiences and and feel free to you know send your questions in the comment section as i said earlier the all right i've got another comment in here let's let's just show that comment uh harshit raj has uh, the question is on the screen harshit raj has asked i want to start up an ai startup so ai which uh, uh, for my audience uh, artificial ai is refers to artificial intelligence it's great that you want to start an artificial intelligence startup but the question that we need to ask before starting a startup or thinking about startup is what problem are we going to solve so artificial intelligence got a huge role in solving a lot of problems but you have to identify a particular industry or a particular use case a particular problem that could be solved by the use of artificial intelligence for example artificial intelligence can help in military it can help in research it can help in health it can help in sports so you have to identify that what's that particular problem that you are going to solve through artificial intelligence and then develop a business model from there so a startup is always about identifying the problem identifying the the need the challenge and then identifying a solution for that and that solution could be through artificial intelligence that could be through augmented reality that that could be through internet of things and so on but it's not right to start with the solution first so so you say i want to do an ai startup i want to do do uh say an internet of things startup i want to do a tech startup no these are all solutions these are all channels to solve the problem the very first question that you need to ask before you start a startup is what problem are you going to solve the same question that you are going to ask is whose problem are you going to solve once you identify that that's when you sort of identify how are you going to solve that problem but if you go other way around that's where a lot of startups fail because you think oh this technology is cool how about i i start a startup in this thing and and that that leads to the failure uh the next question is by shanawaz if you want to start a business then what it would be if i want to start a business 
the way I uh, look at this is, in, and it's in continuous with my uh, earlier comment, I would look at what is that problem that is uh, actually troubling a lot of people. What is that particular need that is causing, causing a huge, huge problem for everyone? For example, recently I did a not-for-profit startup. So when the lockdown happened, uh, you know, everyone was, uh, especially in Australia, everyone was in lockdown. We do not have that much of uh, communication between the neighbors. So there were people in their 80s and 90s who did not have anyone to help them. They could not go out for the groceries or, or medicines. So I developed an app called Angel Next Door. And the concept of that app was that uh, the, the people who are not able to go out or people who need something, they would be able to send a request. And the people around that particular area would receive a notification. Their neighbors would receive a notification and the neighbors would be able to help them. So what I did by doing the starter was looked at a problem, looked at a challenge, and then tried to solve it through the particular startup. So you don't need to think about, okay, this is the industry that I want to have my startup in. What you need to think about is, what is that problem uh, that's troubling a lot of people? What is that particular need? You just need to look around, even in your industry or or probably in your neighborhood, maybe something in your house. What is that particular problem that's causing a huge issue? For example, uh, I always give this example of Uber. So the taxi industry all, all around the world was messed up. Like if you look at the US, if you look in Australia, if you look in India, there were challenges with the taxi industry. You used to, you know, people used to call them. They took a lot of time. The customer service was, was bad. Uh, their frequency was not good as well. So there were a lot of issues with the taxi service. So what Uber did was developed a business model to solve this particular problem. But because the problem was so huge, the problem was prominent all around the world. That's why that startup was able to sort of like go global. Similarly, there was a need, there was a the challenge uh, that uh, to watch movies, you actually had to rent the DVDs or go and buy the DVDs. And they were pretty expensive, right? No one want to spend like $10 or $20 and in India, like 50 rupees or 100 rupees in buying a DVD or, or getting a DVD, watching it and or returning it back. It was just very inconvenient. It was very expensive. So Netflix saw this opportunity and solved this problem by creating this web video sharing platform. And this was, again, a problem that was uh, happening all around the world. So whenever I look at a startup, I look at uh, if, is that problem big enough? Is that problem here in Australia? Is that problem there in US? Is that, does that problem happens in India as well? So if I look at the problem and the problem is big enough, uh, that's a green signal for me to start a business or start thinking about solving that particular problem. Uh, I hope I answered your questions. Uh, we'll go to the next question, which is what are some things that entrepreneurs should know before starting a startup? Well, the very first thing that you should know before starting a startup is that it's it's very hard. It's 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 very 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 hard. It's very challenging, uh, and uh, it's not easy as it seems. Like we look at rag to riches story, we look at people sort of getting successful. There's there are no overnight stories. It take a lot of efforts and energy. And it's not just about the idea itself. So people think, oh, I've got a great idea. Now I'll just open a million dollar startup. It's just about coming up with an idea, creating an app. And once you push it out, it's going to be like you'll be earning millions. It doesn't work like that. 
startup journey in itself, the first two to three years is actually about discovering the, the right business model. So you actually have to have a lot of resilience and persistence and determination to be able to do that. So you just have to put all of your focus in your startup and spend three years or two years in identifying the right business model, doing the customer discovery, doing the, the, the customer development after that. And it takes a lot of efforts, takes a lot of money, takes a lot of energy as well. So it's not just about idea. You need to educate yourself a lot as well. So if you are thinking uh, of a startup because, you know, you are bored uh, of your job or because you think your job is hard and you're like, you know, my job is hard. Why am I earning money for a company where I, when I can earn money for myself? You know, don't don't just go into a startup thing because you're just bored of your job or because you're tired of your job. Because startup will tire you really badly. It will push you down, beat you down. It will it will test each and everything. It will you have to sacrifice your uh, your uh, everything. Like you have to make personal sacrifices, emotional sacrifices, financial sacrifices. You have to sacrifice your relationship with your friends, your relationship with your loved ones. It's going to have an effect on your mental health. It's going to have an effect on your physical health. And that's given. It happens to each and every one. And you have to be patient and resilient enough to go through that journey and then come out and emerge out as victorious. And you're not going to be successful in the first time because that's who, that's the whole startup journey is all about. It's all about failures and learning from those failures. So the, the basic concept of Lean Startup methodology is you put something out, it fails, you learn from that failure, pivot, and try something out push it out again, it fails, and then you learn from there. And that's how you discover your business model. So if you are not willing to fail, if you are not willing to play the long game, startup journey is not for you. And that's probably the the, the most important thing that, that an entrepreneur should know before going into a startup. All right, so how to gain knowledge about startups? That's uh, uh, an interesting question. So there are a lot of resources that are out there, but I would recommend you the, the most authentic resources. So Steve Blank is the guy who is who founded the Lean Startup methodology that led to the development of all these big startups in, in, in Silicon Valley. So look at any startup that's out there. They all have followed the Lean Startup method, methodology. It's important that you understand what that Lean Startup methodology is. So you can actually go to steveblank.com. He's developed a website. It's a very poor website, not done very well. But what he has done in his website is that uh, uh, he has actually added and provided all the resources. The second thing is that you could probably read a few books written by uh, uh, Steve Blank himself and his student, Alexander Osterwalder. Uh, I don't think it's 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 uh, this book is pretty much uh, visible on the screen, but this one is like Business Model Generation by Alexander Osterwalder. And Alexander Osterwalder was the guy who actually developed the business model canvas. That's the main blueprint that's being used for all the startups uh, at the moment. So uh, uh, read uh, Alexander Osterwalder. Read. Uh, uh, Steve Blank, and there are a lot of resources apart from them that are actually out there. There's some really amazing uh, writers who have written books on that. And there are a lot of resources that are actually available uh, as well. But uh, whenever you are looking for it, the most important thing to look for is that the keywords are the lean startup methodology and the business model canvas, and hopefully uh, uh, it will cover uh, most of the things. Uh, there are a few books that uh, Steve Blank has written. One is uh, Four Steps to Epiphany. And uh, 
The second is the Lean Startup uh, book, which is actually written by Alexander Osterwalder, I believe. Yeah. Um, I hope I answered that question. The next one is, how do I know I've got what it takes to be an entrepreneur? Well, the fact is that you don't know until unless you try. The precursor is the thing that you should know about entrepreneurship, as I earlier told in my, uh, in my response to previous question was that you have to be resilient enough. You have to be persistent and determined and you are, should be willing to accept the failures, learn from them, pivot and try again. That I believe is the most important quality of being an entrepreneur. So if you are a good learner and then you can take that level of emotional, financial uh, stress and you are willing to fail, you are willing to learn from those failures, then entrepreneurship is for you. But if you are asking this question, do you, how do I know what I, I have what it takes to be an entrepreneur? Then I would say, uh, I never knew that I have what it takes to be an entrepreneur. It's just that I thought I'll, I'll just give it a try. You know, I'll just give it a try. And, 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 and I was, determined enough and passionate enough to actually see this through. So I just had this belief somewhere in my heart that, you know, if I give it a go, like the, the worst thing that would happen is that I'll fail and learn something from that. So I was willing to sacrifice a lot of things for it. And I did sacrifice a lot of things. You know, I left my high paying job uh, uh, back in India, came over here, uh, did a cleaning job. I used to throw newspapers in the night. And, 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 and did a lot of stuff, uh, like left my luxurious life to start from the scratch because I was passionate about building my own startup. So if you have that level of passion and then it's not just about the passion, if you think that you are willing to learn and you are passionate and persistent and determined enough, then you have what it takes to be uh, an entrepreneur. Uh, there's like, you don't need to worry about extra knowledge. Like you will learn the skills, you will develop the skills as you will enter the entrepreneurial space. So you don't need to do an MBA in entrepreneurship or any business course or whatever. You just need to be willing to learn. You just need to come into the open side because startup in itself is a learning process. So you come up with an hypothesis, you develop a business model canvas, and then you test it you, uh, with the customers and then you get customers feedback. So your customers are your educators and teachers. So I can't be your educator or your teacher. Steve Blank cannot be your educator or your, your teacher. Like no entrepreneurial educator can, can teach you the, the right skills. It, they can teach you how to go about developing your startup, but your customers, the market is the real teacher. And once you take go with open eyes and, 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 and actually take your business model to your customers, they will tell you exactly what they want. And you learn from them, you pivot your business model from there, and then you uh, come up with a new business model. And this is the, the process of this iterative failing and uh, learning and then implementing it back that makes a startup successful. If you're willing to do, do it, then definitely the entrepreneurship is for you. Uh, the next question is, uh, I'll take the question from the comments. Uh, Shanawas Khan, why do most startup fails? That's right. I believe 98% startup fail. There are a few researches that says 99% startup fail. They fail because they believe most of them start with a concept that they have got an amazing idea 
and uh, they will develop a business model and and then just spend a lot of money in developing the product and put it out to the market but will never listen to the customer feedback and it's just the human nature because we think that our idea is amazing our idea is great and they'll spend a lot of money on developing something that the market never needed uh, a startup that would follow a proper lean startup methodology can never fail the reason it can never fail is because the the process of lean startup methodology is actually developing a business model canvas and testing it with the market listening to the customer feedback and then developing the startup with the market iteratively so i'll explain what that means so for example if you think that i'll start a particular business for a particular customers and uh for example uh, there was a company called picasa i believe uh, uh, google uh, all it was so picasa started as a gaming company and they uh, developed online games and put it out to the market and they initially thought that the people would like gaming but when they pushed out to the market what they found was that people were not using it a lot for gaming but they actually had a feature in their webs in that gaming website to actually add your photographs people were using that to actually add their photos so what they did was they actually tweaked their business model they listened to their customers and developed an extensive photo sharing platform and just cut down their full business model they started as a gaming company as a gaming website and they changed their full business model to into a photo sharing website because they listened to their customers so the way you develop a startup is that you think about a business model uh think about okay these are going to be my customers this is going to be the problem that i'm going to solve and then rather than developing the full product what you do is you develop a, an mvp a minimum viable product so a minimum viable product is something very basic something very small that allows you to test your market for example if you are thinking of developing uh, an app that will be like a networking app and so on instead of developing the full application you would rather then uh, doing that you would spend money in developing a simple website or web application that would or a google form that would allow you to test that particular hypothesis in your business model and uh, test it with your customers and once you get a yay or nay from your customers you tweak your business model from there so rather than developing the app on the very first day you will be developing the app with your customers you would be developing the the features with your customers as you are listening to your customers and if you are developing something with your customers by listening to their feedback there are very low probabilities that that it's going to fail it's not going to fail like if you are developing something with that is actually asked by the market it it cannot fail unless the the whole market situation changes uh you know uh, automatic like uh, in in one go so most of the startups fail because they don't follow the lean startup methodology they are not willing to listen to their customers and test it iteratively they are willing to listen to themselves they are rigid about their their concept and then they think that their concept is going to work they spend a lot of money and they push it out it doesn't work it's as simple as that if you are following the the proper lean startup methodology testing all the hypotheses your startup cannot fail because of the nature of the 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 way the whole lean startup methodology is uh, set up uh all right so we'll take the next question 
I really want to start my own startup, but not able to find a good idea. How do I find it? I've actually done a session specifically on this in terms of how to generate uh, amazing ideas. But a startup idea is basically generated by a big problem or a big need. If you can find an amazing problem, an amazing, when I say amazing problem, which means the problem that that is is problem for each and everyone, like that that a pain that most of the people feel. No, if not, if it's not a problem for everyone, and uh, it is a problem for a majority of segment, a majority of people. For example, if it's a problem for all doctors, if it's a problem for all law- lawyers, if that is a problem for all students, if it's a problem for even maybe all all girls between eighteen to twenty four, whatever it is. But you need to find that demographic. Uh, who has got a particular problem. Once you identify that problem, then it's very easy to sort of come up with a solution from there and then develop a business model. But if you look at it from, from a different approach, you start with the solution first and then go to the problem, then it's going to be difficult. So uh, if you want to start your own startup, start looking around you. If you're working, start looking in your office. If you are interacting with people, start looking talking to them and start identifying the problems. What's the problem out there? If you're listening to the news, what's wrong with the, the, the news media channels? If you're going on the road, what are the problems that you see on the road? If you're going in the market, what's the problem with the market? If you're doing shopping, what's the problem with the shopping? If you're going to hospital, what's the problem with the hospitals? Try to identify that problem and see if that problem is big enough. And if that problem is big enough, how can we solve it? That's when you can start doing a bit of research. See, if that's a problem in my country, how is uh, U.S. solved it? Or if that's a problem um, in this particular space, how has people in other industries uh, solved it? So that's when you start doing some research and come up with the solution and ideas. So once you have a problem, once you have a solution, develop, you can, like, it's easy to develop a business model around that. It's, it's more about finding a problem that's big enough and a solution that actually fits uh, that, that particular problem. And then it's, I, I would say it's pretty easy from there. Uh, the next one is, how do you know if you are good in entrepreneurship? Well, you know, look, entrepreneurship is like, uh, I would listen to this question, how do you know if you are a good student? Because entrepreneurship is all about being a student and learning with each and every step more than anything. So entrepreneurship is not about the ideas. Entrepreneurship is not about managing. It's not about execution. It's about being a student because you are coming with with a completely new business model, something that's completely unprecedented that has never been tested in the world. So when Uber came, did anyone ever tested that business model? No, right? So whenever you come up with this, this, this startup idea, uh, which is uh, like truly novel, you don't really know whether that business model is going to work or not. The best that you can do is you can test it in the market, learn from what market says. And that's why being an, uh, a good entrepreneur is about being a good student and, and being able to learn from uh, the market insights doing, doing uh, your due research. So, uh, but again, you, you wouldn't know if you are good in entrepreneurship or not unless you actually dive deep into the entrepreneurship. So rather than spending, again, you know, investing all your money in, in startup or, and just leaving your job uh, to be in a startup, what you could do is if you can see a problem, 
that you can solve. You can develop, like start with a basic business model canvas. Uh, so I actually have got a link of, so if you go to my website, amirkutub.com, double A-M-I-R, Q-U-T-U-B.com, there is a link to the business model canvas over there. You can actually download the business model canvas from there. Fill out that business model canvas and then uh, develop a basic minimum viable product. Do a bit of customer research and see if that idea ticks with other people. If, if that, that idea ticks with other people, if the business model is correct, then you can sort of go ahead and pursue it. And then you can learn from there. When I started the very first time, two of my startups in the beginning actually failed. So it's not about being the being a good entrepreneur. It's about being a good learner. So what, what can you learn from the, the, the failures and how can you grow in your life is probably the most important thing. What is a working day in the life of CEO like? That's interesting. So uh, again, there are two types of CEOs here. One is uh, a startup CEO and one is CEO of established large organization. So a life of a startup CEO is very different from uh, an established CEO because as a startup CEO, you are doing everything. So you, it's basically you are a founder. So you are a janitor, you are you know swiping the flows, uh, doing each and everything, right? So the, the life of a founder or a CEO looks, it's very messy actually. And uh, it has not no structure to it because you're running a lot of errands. You're looking at the marketing. You are looking at uh, what's happening in the sales. You are maintaining and managing the product direction as well. You are looking at the technical stuff as well. So you're just managing uh, a lot, lot of things. And on the, on the top of that, you are meeting your potential investors. You are meeting stakeholders. You are addressing media as well. So it's very chaotic. However, uh, with the CEO of an established organization, for example, Enterprise Monkey is not uh, uh, a startup. It's more of a medium to large organization. And my life in there is, is very structured. Um, so one of the main jobs for me is to actually ensure that every each and every department is performing its responsibilities properly. So sales and marketing is performing its responsibilities properly. The technical department is doing fine. The accounting department is doing fine as well. So just having that an uh, eagle's eye view of each and every department in, in my organization, whether that's performing well or not. Am I meeting the objectives of my board or uh, or the business objectives? So, so what happens is that the the board actually creates an overall strategy uh, and and set up the targets. And as a CEO, you actually have to ensure that your organization is meeting your targets. It could be your delivery targets, could be your sales target, and so on. So you are not the one who is actually uh, all, uh, achieving those targets, your team who's actually achieving your targets, you have to ensure and measure and manage that we are achieving those targets. One of the major responsibilities that I see is that whenever I see a leak or a gap or a problem, it's my duty to ensure that uh, I can fix that leak or, or, or problem uh, in a more permanent way. So it could be due to a process gap or it could be due to a process miss. So I try to identify what's the exact problem. And then uh, if there's a process gap, then I try to develop and improve the process. If there's a process miss, then I try to implement countermeasures to ensure that those process misses doesn't ha happen one, uh, again. But uh, I would say that my life as a CEO is very structured and the way I have structured my business, and it's different. Like uh, if you're working 
for a company that's not your own. It's it's different because I, although I'm a CEO of my company, but I don't spend more than two hours on the management of my company because that's the way I set up my company. I've got all my systems are automated. Uh, all of my duties and possibilities are automated. So I just have to spend a couple of hours uh, just seeing what's happening and probably meeting, uh, like attending a few meetings, but that's it. Because I don't like to do a lot of work. That's why I started my business. I did a lot of work establishing the business, failing and blah, blah, blah. But I think sort of I've reached to the level where I don't have to do a lot of work. So I can spend like two hours a day and that's it. And I can be anywhere in the world and and and, and manage my business without managing it. So it's like observe my business without without actually doing anything. Uh, next question is why do entrepreneurs feel lonely sometimes because it is a lonely journey especially if you are just by yourself and you don't have any founders then the thing is that first of all you are you are working on a business model that has never been tested and tried before you it's not like a opening a cafe because there are a lot of other cafe owners and you can talk to them and they can relate to you and understand your problem and, and, and share your, your challenges as well. But when you are a startup, your business model is unique. So your problems and challenges are unique and you don't know the answer to them, right? So you have to actually figure the, those those answers out with your customers. Uh, so there are a lot of unknowns in the startup. That's the, the, the big problem. And the second is that you are alone in terms of because you do not have any, any co-founders. Even if you have co-founders, you just have like your one or two people the people who are working for you, they look up to you to make those decisions, right? So they are they are getting paid or they're on salary or they might have an equity, but you are the one responsible for making the decisions. So I felt very lonely being an entrepreneur because it was my responsibility to ensure that the salary of the employees are being paid on time. It was my responsibility uh, that the customer's requirements are delivered on time as well. So if my team is not doing the work properly, you know, ultimately I'm the one who's going to take the hit. If my clients are not paying my invoices, ultimately I'm the one who's going to take the hit. So it's like you have to take the hits from all, all the side. And it's a very lonely thing, but it teaches you a lot. And that's why I say, you know, if you uh, do not have uh, that level of madness to actually be in entrepreneurship, uh, don't, don't worry about it because it is definitely a very stressful journey it actually has a lot of effect on your emotional and personal health or and physical health uh, and you have to act, show a lot of resilience and go through a lot of ups and downs before you become a, a successful in, in, in your startup uh, so not not for the faint-hearted for sure and it is definitely a very lonely journey we look at the fame we look at all the, those success stories and and we think this startup thing is so sexy so great but it's not. It's 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 very very painful. Although the thing is, because I was the way the startups that I work with or the startups that I found are the ones that I'm really passionate about. Even then, when there's lots of pain and everything, I enjoy it. It's like a sports player, you know, who's already injured and everything, but he's sort of still playing, still in the field. Not because he's uh, because he has to. It's because he enjoys it. It's similar for me it's not because i want to earn money it's not because i want to you know be famous it's not because i want to prove a point to someone it's just because i'm doing what i love to do 
And that is the thing that actually drives me. Uh, and uh, I actually had an opportunity to work with Steve Wozniak, the co-founder of Apple, uh, pretty closely. And I asked him, how did Apple uh, sort of like, and did you become such a big company? And did you ever think that like Apple would be such a big, huge company? And what he said was that I was never interested in, in making a lot of money. I was never interested in making like such a founding such a big company. I was only interested in making good computers. That's it. Uh, Steve Wozniak was an amazing computer engineer. His passion was making computers. He used to love them. And, and that's why uh, working with Steve Jobs, he was so successful in developing such a huge organization. All right, so we have got some comments from the people. So we've got Willie, Boo, Lakers still the best in the basketball, dude. That's right. Uh, what else have we got in here? What questions do the investors ask before investing in your startup? That's a good one. So uh, investors ask five questions before they invest in your startup. Number one, what problem are you solving? What is it exactly that you are solving? Number two, whose problem are you solving? Who are your customers? And you can't say everyone is my customer. You have to identify specifically who are your target customers. Number three, who are your competitors, right? And you can't say no one is my competitor, right? There should be a competitor. Even if you are developing a completely new business model, then there would be some people or some businesses that would be affected by your business coming up. So who are your uh, competitors? Number fourth is, for example, I'll, I'll give you an example. If you are developing a vaccine for COVID and there's no competitors, no one is developing it, and you say, oh, I'm developing this is something that's unique, but I do not have any competitors. But the fact is that you still uh, are competing with the organizations who are actually uh, getting benefit out of the, the COVID, who are... Uh, uh, sort of developing medicines for the symptoms uh, to treat uh, COVID as well. So because once you are, have developed the vaccination for COVID, uh, the need for those uh, treatment medicine would go off. So there's always a competitor. Number fourth is how are you better than your competitors? Are you better than them? Are you faster than them? Are you cheaper than them? And it's not just uh, simple or easy to say that I'm just cheaper than my competitors. Because if you can sell uh, something in a cheaper sort of uh, uh, way uh, with your competitors, then someone else can come up with a, with a cheaper idea as well. So it's not just about competing on the price. You actually have to identify whether you are faster or whether you are quicker or you, whether you are better than your customers, uh, than your competitors, including uh, being, the, uh, being uh, sort of like competitive. And the final question is, how are you going to make money? That's the fifth question. What is your business model? And that's where your business model canvas uh, sort of comes into play. Very important that you download the business model canvas. Uh, it's on my website, amirkutub.com. If you search business model canvas on Google, you will find it as well. Very important that you fill that business model canvas. And from that business model canvas, you develop a pitch that actually answer all of these questions. And then you go to the investor. Uh, Sorry, one question, one point that I missed about investors is that they need to see an exit strategy because they are not going to invest in a business that doesn't have an exit strategy. Because 
I, and it either needs to be that you're going to sell this business to another company, a big company, or, or you're going for an IPO, which is initial public offering, which means you will take this company public. But they need to see if they are investing in your company and if they are buying shares of your company, how will they be able to sell it in 20 times or 30 times in the next four or five years? The next one is what are the best ways to think of ideas for a startup? And I'll uh, probably conclude at this one. So, oh, I think we have already taken this one. So we won't worry about this one. Uh, so thanks a lot for uh, following me and, and uh, attending this uh, uh, amazing session. Uh, in our next session, we'll cover some more questions on uh, startups. If you haven't followed me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, uh, please follow me uh, and LinkedIn as well. And if you have any further questions with relates to the, to the startups, feel free to ask them in the comment section. I would be more than happy to answer them. Take care. Goodbye. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Amir Kutub Show. We hope you gained valuable insights. Don't forget to get in touch with us via LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or our website www.amirkutub.com. Stay tuned for the latest news and insights about jobs and careers. I hope you find your next best opportunity soon. Until next time, goodbye.